Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a follow on Facebook at facebook.com slash thegaragerockshow. Now on to this week's episode. It's Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show podcast. Chris here with our special guest this week, Dahlia. What's going on? What's up, Garage Rock Show listeners? Aaron, how's it going, man? What's happening? George, good to have you back. Greetings. Uh, Carmen, how are you doing? I'm good. Good. Uh, how's everything with the baked banana real quick? When are you, are you going to be out next week? Yeah, we took a banana break and we will be back. With a bunch of new appealing, <laughs> really appealing products. I think we're, oh. we made a new chocolate, a double chocolate banana cookie. Oh, man. And I think we're going to try and do like cookie sandwiches with marshmallow oh. frosting. Oh. Yes, like a moon pie. Like a moon pie. Oh. That sounds great. The that moon is really great. made of banana. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right. awesome. Yeah. All right. So, and and that's at the uh, the Merced College Street Fair, right? The Farmer's Market. Farmer's Market. Yeah. Uh, so make sure you guys check that out. It's on every Tuesday from, mm-hmm. from 4, to four to 6. six. Yeah, in the winter, 4 to 6. And uh, make sure you guys check that out. Later on in the episode, we got a keyword for you guys for a free pair of tickets for an upcoming show on Tuesday, December 4th at the Bill Graham Civic Auditorium. Nine Inch Nails with the Jesus and Mary chain. We'll have a keyword where you guys can text to later in the episode. So listen out for that for your chance to win those tickets. All right, some uh, new stuff coming out today. We have some new albums from... Uh, the Acid Mother's Temple and the Melting Paraiso UFO. Well, did you get that? I think Dolly got that one pre-ordered, huh? I did. Yeah. You uh, know, yeah, that, sure you... that's your early Christmas <laughs> gift. Uh, you already spoiled it. Thanks, Chris. Way to go. Um, <laughs> Brian Ferry, Daniel Romano, Earl Sweatshirt, Fox Warren, Jeff Tweedy, Meek Mill, the 1975, Alicia Cara. Excuse me. They all have albums coming out today. Uh, so check that out. Rock News. Uh, kicking it off. Have you guys heard about this rumor that uh, Woodstock 50th anniversary oh. is going to be happening? Have you guys? When? In two yeah, ni- two ni- 2019, it says? So, yeah. 1969 was right. the original. And then 2019, apparently, they're saying it's going to happen. Uh, and there, there's a list of artists that they're approaching, Including uh, Lord, The Weeknd, Mumford and Sons, Lumineers, Ariana Grande, Eminem, Graham Nash, Neil Young, Santana, The Who, Fish, Joan Baez. Some of the originals in there. I think The Who and Joan Baez were in the original one, right, George? Yeah, they were both at uh, the first one. Uh, bon Jovi, Elton John, The Doobie Brothers, Zach Brown Band, Florida Georgia Line, Daft Punk, Chainsmokers, Chance the Rapper, Pink, and more. So it's just merely a wish list of basically not a single artist has been confirmed. Original Woodstock promoter, though, Michael Lang, recently told the Poughkeepsie Journal that he is, quote, very close to finalizing a deal for the 50th anniversary event. He said, quote, we have definite plans. There are plans. This is not a done deal yet, but it's very close. It's going to be in the original uh, location. Right. He co-created the original festival in 1969 and the two follow-ups in 94 for the 25th and... 99 for the event's uh, 30th anniversary, which we all remember was pretty disastrous. That was the one, right? That was bleak. Do, do you remember that, George? Like, around that time, like, oh, yeah. w- what was your impression, like, of that, you know, like, going on with that? Like, I mean, it was the pinnacle, it was supposed to be the pinnacle of the 
festival culture at the time, but then it just like all kind of like burned down in flames in a way. Yeah, what what stands out, what I'm remembering first is seeing an interview with, you know, uh, David Crosby, and he was talking about how, you know, he understands the anger of, of, the, of the youth movement. Right. But this anger seemed to be violence just for violence's sake. Right. And not a righteous anger that, you know, of course... The original one we would about. We would, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So hopefully this one can, like, not be... I mean, does it sound like something that, you know, I mean, we're all on the West Coast. Would anybody be interested into checking out Woodstock 50th anniversary, like flying out to New York? Well, I I think the my answer would be, yeah, yeah, I'd love to. But, I mean, I don't want to go into debt to do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> they should I, make it like whatever the original one cost. Well, yeah. eventually it was free. Ooh. Those kids tore oh, the fences right. down. Yeah, yeah pretty much, right? free. Uh, I mean, I think with the political climate, you know, it might be a nice opportunity for people to kind of come together. People are sort of in the mood. That's a good point. It's enough of this stuff going on. Yeah, we can all come together over music. I think that's one thing that we can all just kind of like, you know, forget about everything going on. That's what I love about going to concerts, you know, it's just, you know, forgetting about everything and just having a good time and enjoying. We're all there, excuse me, all walks of life of people enjoying a band and Having a, having a good time, you Being know. sweaty and dirty. And <laughs> yeah. The unfortunate part of these festivals, there's always that one bad seed. They come in, they sure. ruin it for everybody. Like, mm. we're all here to have a good time. Why are you here, like, spreading all of your hate and your anger? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it ruins it. Yeah. You always have to be it's on high alert nowadays. Anytime you go to a festival, yeah. you're just like, okay, where it's am just, I at? That's the stay Who's in around age. me? Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely true. What's in his pocket? Uh, so, some kind of leak thing got uh, leaked here that I'll, I'll pay, uh, post on our uh, Facebook page at facebook.com slash garage rock show podcast make sure you guys check it out and also the garage rock show.com it's got it linked up um and it kind of like leaks it out it almost looks like a coachella type of deal mm-hmm. it's got a main stage a pavilion stage look at the capacity though they're guessing about thirty thousand for the main stage uh fifteen thousand for the pavilion <clears throat> a next gen tent looks about like maybe i don't know fifty sixty thousand total for the wasn't he like a kid when the first one he, he was like, he a like a teenager. Like he was like a teenager. He was like 18, right? 19, 20 or something I saw like that. that. movie about it. Yeah, yeah he was like cool. a kid and his parents it had was a like farm. It was going to be kind of like a, a smaller He convinced his parents turned, to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. He knew the people at the radio station or something and uh, worked it all out. So anyway, yeah. Um, Wayne uh, Stock. <laughs> Wayne Stock, right? That's pretty cool. Uh, shit. <laughs> uh, all right, so <clears throat> speaking of festivals, this one got a new rebranding. It's called the Sonic Temple Festival. It used to be called Rock on the Range, and it was uh, out in um, Ohio. And it was kind of the main uh, rock festival of the U.S. Uh, Midwest area type. Well, I guess not Midwest. Uh, what's Ohio considered? Yeah, that's Midwest. Yeah, Midwest. Midwest? Okay. So uh, it was a good indicator. It was one of the first ones of the year. It's always uh, the second week of May, usually. And it, it's a good indicator of who's touring in 2019 a lot of the major artists so i thought system of a down was done i thought we saw them <laughs> i know right in october well, for the last time ever well i apparently not because they're the second one headlighting yeah the system of a down are on there along with foo fighters disturbed we got the lineup up on our facebook page check it out uh bring me the horizon the prodigy which oh, is yeah, interesting cool. to okay. see them uh lamb of god chevelle joan jet uh the cult 
Uh, it's pretty deep. I mean, they got some. Uh, some of the smaller artists are actually uh, kind of interesting. Oh um, yeah, Pussy Riot and yeah, Meshuga, <clears throat> Architects, Tom Morello, uh, Avatar. They were pretty good. Remember Avatar? Um, oh yeah, they are. They put on a good live show. Avatar is awesome live. It's <laughs> that was, it's that was a good it's one. crazy. Um, so it's check one that of those out. bands that inspired me because we go to a <clears throat> lot of shows for so many years. So to see a band that's just like, oh, whoa, you see something different. Right. And it was awesome. You'll awesome. get that from Avatar. All right. Well, uh, moving on, we got some news about Spinal Tap. Apparently, the guys will reunite and perform for its 35th anniversary. Mm. Check out a picture of them. Uh, they so look, good. They look like they're ready to rock. No, uh, next year marks the 35th year since the release of Rob Reiner's directorial debut, the full-length mockumentary film This Is Spinal Tap. They're going to be planning a, apparently some kind of deluxe reissue I've heard rumors about, uh, but apparently it's going to be uh, they're going to do a performance at the Tribeca Film Festival next April 24th through May 5th. Not a specific oh, cool. date has been announced, but it'll be in New York and uh, film festival. And for those unaware, of course, uh, you got to check it out uh, if you guys haven't seen it. Uh, uh, the original Spinal Tap was basically making fun of if you've seen rockumentaries like Gimme Shelter and the song remains the same from Zeppelin and the Rolling Stones it just totally plays off of that it's hilarious it's uh, definitely worth checking out so anyway that seems like a pretty cool deal I would like them to do uh, at their show maybe like some sort of uh, where they are from then to now, just on the back, just before the show starts, a blurb like, This is oh, where I'm we're sure at backstage. Oh, they, they've got it. They won't miss that opportunity. Oh, right. yeah. I hope not. Or like catching us, you know, telling us uh, as their characters what they've been up to. I'd like to see their, you know, as they've aged. Oh, so that they'll probably awesome. come up with some funny little. <laughs> George, did you ever get a chance to check them out live or anything when they were no, in their heyday? No, no. I have a friend that saw them on the Break Like the Wind tour. Yeah. And they rub it in my face every time I see them. <laughs> but, um, Break Like the Wind. <laughs> and that was in 92 uh, or 93. Yeah, 92. 92, 93. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I cross my fingers and hold my breath for a tour, but it's. They're not going to tour. They may well, do like one or two thing. shows at major cities. Maybe they'll do one in L.A. Maybe that's all Maybe. we can hope for. We Maybe. saw them we'll take un- a, have to take unwigged, a road trip. right? It was called... Oh, yeah, that's right. Spinal Tap Unwigged, and they did a bunch of songs from Spinal Tap and from uh, A Mighty, Mighty Wind. Wind. A Mighty yeah. Wind, yeah. Mother wants the cold north wind. I love Christopher <laughs> Guest. He's... <laughs> Yar, you hear that? That's the sound of Mother Nature. She's an uncompromising beast. Think about it. What was the largest mammal in the history of this earth? The blue whale. What did they eat to become the largest beast on the planet? Krill. That's right. We've harnessed the power of the wild and mysterious krill in our new triple baleen filtered krill reserve lager. We filter our beer in a revolutionary baleen strainer, imitating the way blue whales would eat and process their krill. Yar, this is the same process. Filters and extracts all of the seaworthy nutrients your body needs. We only harvest the most wild and exotic krill from one of the most deadly seas on the planet, the Black Sea. Yar! So whether you're fishing for barnacles, sailing the seven seas of cheese, or disposing of unwanted trash or bodies in your nearest lake. Yar, you need an uncompromising lager made of the same nutrients that fuel the beasts of the sea. Krill Reserve Lager. 
triple baleen filtered for maximum krill potency. It's not just delicious. It's krillicious. Yar. All right, so I thought this was an interesting article, even though this band's kind of bullshit. I'm not really a fan of Bring Me the Horizon. Huge fan, though. I'm not going to say, like, I would go out and... Bring Me the Horizon. They're okay. I'm not, like, a huge fan, though. I'm not going to say, like, I would go out and buy their albums <laughs> or anything. But anyway, so they've been really doing really well with their new single, Mantra. It's generated more than 21 million streams, but many other rock artists have struggled in the streaming industry. This new uh, research that came out, kind of following how many times people get streamed, you know, what types of music, rock compared to hip-hop and pop and all of that. So he says, quote, uh, this is the lead singer, uh, Ollie Sykes. He said, quote, it's bad. And generally, in my opinion, it's mostly shite. He's talking about the current state of rock music. He says, quote, the people who are writing the songs aren't good enough songwriters. I don't love the music on the Hot Hits UK, but they're well-written songs, something a lot of rock bands don't appreciate. The craft of writing good songs is hard. He says, any of these bands could write a big song, but if it means they're going to have to be honest with themselves, so honest with themselves that it hurts. We could have written, half-ass written all these songs and then gone to see a producer, hoping he was going to sort them out. But one of the important things about being in a rock band is that you do write your own music. So, I don't know. What do you think? Is that George from a musician's and kind of songwriter's point of view? Do you think he's got a point there or yeah, I mean, since um, rock and roll is essentially folk music, which just means it's the people's music, it means the right. people write and sing their own lyrics. Right. They write their own music and perform it. Um, I don't see anything wrong with collaborations or anything like that. Right. But ideally, a rock band should write their own material. Yep. Uh, I, yeah, I think I agree. Don't and then, and then, unless it's not rock. So I am a fan of the full of themselves. They're like putting <laughs> down like all of these other bands. Yeah, I kind of thought like, that oh, myself. I'm like, you better have like a badass album if you're talking all of this shit. So here's the deal. Here's the numbers. So it was a PRP report. So a lot of these uh, most popular rock bands like Guns N' Roses, Metallica, Linkin Park have impressive numbers. So some of the top ones, Guns N' Roses, Sweet Child of Mine stands at 452 million streams. While Metallica's Nothing Else Matters has amassed 265 million streams, in comparison, Linkin Park's In the End, 482 million, Disturbs' cover of The Sound of Silence, 261 million. Oh, I, I hate that cover. I know, yeah. it's, it's horrible. What was the point? <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Very bad. You wanted to go to karaoke that But in comparison, yeah, check it out. The Sound of Real Silence. So, like. Be <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? So. Post Malone, who has released numerous songs, uh, he's he's at 1.3 billion streams compared to a lot of these artists. So, I mean, it just goes to show how much more like hip hop and rock is. Uh, Aaron, what do you think about that kind of comparison? Like, it's pretty, it's pretty obvious there in black and white that hip hop is way way outstreaming rock. Do you find yourself ever hardly listening to rock on streaming? I know you listen to a lot of hip hop too, but what do you think? I mean. Is it like kind of a sign of the times that you're not really into a lot of rock bands as a casual fan? Yeah, I guess most of the rock that I like I own already. I'm listening on my own. Right, so you're not stuff. streaming yeah. it, like actively streaming new rock or anything like that kind of deal. As yeah. much as hip-hop. And kids are the ones streaming, so they're listening to Top 40, which is basically pop and hip-hop, right? Right. So, 
And I find myself, even though like it's like what you said, like I own a lot of the rock and things that I have, and I find myself streaming and accessing on Amazon Alexa things that I don't have, which is a lot of hip hop, country. Because we're not buying al- albums anymore. Right. We, in the comfort in, of our own home, when we want to listen to a track, we can just get it on demand. Now. Yeah, we don't need to like buy a CD and put it in the CD player. Unless I want to like support it. that artist and, sure. yeah. you know, right. But the CD is the souvenir. Right. It is. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And it's more, yeah, more of just a... Uh, a way of uh, paying tribute to that artist like I at least bought this you know physical item and I want to keep it and I care that much about it kind of deal I guess yeah it's not like back in our day when we had a disc man and we needed the CDs to listen to it <laughs> right now everyone has it on their phones it's nice to listen to the whole album sometimes you know true and often you can't find those yeah you that's know, definitely that true aren't singles on there you want to hear the whole thing as mm-hmm. a, right yeah, and I think a lot of the singles are shit you know for coming from somebody who works in radio a lot of the ones they send us, I'm like, oh, this is shit. And then I listen to the rest of the album, and I find a track or two that I actually like. And I'm like, why didn't you guys go with this one, you know? And they thought, that, oh, this is for radio, and they'll like it. And I'm like, well, it just sounds like shit, though, you know? So, uh, I feel like whenever you know. I put an album on iTunes, too, that it never plays it in order. Mm. Oh, yeah, what do you mean? Like, it always, I don't know. I don't know why it doesn't ever play from track one to the end oh is it always on random like singles shuffle? first and i don't know it could be my i don't know itunes is weird when you're about to saddle up and tread that rusty terrain you need a brand of drink you can rely on and when you reach across to grab that drink from your compadre on that dusty trail it's better be something that's made from the heart and when you open up that mix of taurine and tiger's tears Know that Ball Jack is there with you. Hell yeah! America. Ball Jack has been disputedly bringing its tasty, energizing mix to the mouths of dusty trailblazers like you since 1863. You're goddamn right! Don't leave your dusty trailmate hanging. Reach over and grab his Ball Jack. He's waiting for you to quench that dusty trailblazing (laughs) thirst with his Ball Jack. Woo! Ball Jack. The drink of dusty trailblazers. Reach for it today. <laughs> okay, so here's here's a clip. This is one of the first recordings of Dave Grohl. Uh, it, it surfaced online. It's apparently uh, from a band called Mission Impossible. It's kind of a punk band. What do you think, Dahlia? I would have... Sounds totally, pretty cool. If I had known about it uh, when it came... Well, he was, he was in Nirvana. This, I'm assuming, is pre-Nirvana. Yeah, let me so uh, probably back out to the article it. to re- read it here. Because yeah, I didn't start too. listening yeah. to Nirvana until I was a teenager. Because in 93, 94, when they got really popular, or 92, I don't know. I was like, I don't know, seven, Th- eight that, years old. That so recording like, dates back to 1985. Wow, we were yeah, too. How old is Dave Grohl? I know, right? How He looks so good for his He age. was young. He was a young guy. He was on the drums. And uh, the tune appears on the soundtrack to Salad Days, A Decade of Punk in Washington, D.C., which is a documentary about that city's, uh, city's punk scene. So... Uh, the filmmaker Scott Crawford said, quote, Mission Impossible were a phenomenal, f- excuse me, phenom- <laughs> phenomenal, <like> <laughs> albeit short-lived band, live band, 
Went to several of their practices in Virginia and just sat back and watched them go nuts. They were all superb musicians. Watching Dave behind the drum kit was always a thrill. So, uh, Chronicles the Evolution of Punk in the City from 1980 to 1990. Have you ever seen that documentary, uh, George? It no, I out, haven't seen that particular one. It came out in 2014, I guess, and I haven't seen it either. So I'm going to mark it down and check it out. So uh, make sure you guys check it out. It's called Salad Days, A Decade of Punk in Washington, D.C., a documentary uh, that actually features... Uh, Dave Grohl there. So, pretty cool. Um, speaking of Dave Grohl, in a way, Kurt Cobain explains in this unearthed interview why white men can't rap. <laughs> Have you guys... Uh, you probably haven't seen this interview. It's from this um, this guy, Roberto LaRusso, of the Ontarian band Dead City Beat. He was just 21 years old. Uh, he took this interview of uh, Kurt Cobain because he worked for a college radio station. And it was just kind of a shitty interview, and I can relate. Like, giving shitty interviews earlier in your career, you're, like, kind of embarrassed by him. And he asked him a lot of kind of softball, dumb questions, and Kurt kind of gets annoyed a little halfway through the thing and talks about why he doesn't like giving interviews and stuff like that. But, uh, so, okay, one of the questions, though, that stood out and got this headline, uh, he talks about rap, and he says, he got quoted in saying this one quote, it says, uh, the white man has ripped off the black man long enough. Uh, and then he's, he went on to say he thought he was drunk at the time. Uh, the, the guy, the interviewer, is like bringing up this quote. I told you that I can't even deal with it. I'm really not that much of a fan. I told you that I can't even deal with it. I'm really not that much of a fan. I totally respect and love it because it's one of the only original forms of music that's been introduced. But the white man doing rap is just like watching a white man dance. We can't dance. We can't <laughs> rap. Uh, so... I don't know. What do you guys think about that? <laughs> well, I disagree with the dancing part because, <laughs> like, I don't know, Fred Astaire. But mm-hmm. um, I got some dance moves. <laughs> <laughs> I can't rap. Anybody can but dance, but yeah, white no. and he, seems he raps to be pretty able to good. Rap pretty good. Yeah, right. So I don't think Eminem was around when Kurt Cobain was no. around. So I just, he proved him wrong. Yeah, definitely maybe back at that time in the late 80s, early 90s, maybe that was the case. The late, uh, maybe he was talking about, like, uh, vanilla ice and some of those Well, and his point is that it is ones. really misogynist. I don't, I mean, a lot of old school rap and even Pre, current anything, what was that? 90, a lot of music is misogynist. Pre-92 rap. 93, 92. A lot of rock and roll is misogynistic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And he's got okay. a good point with that. <laughs> uh, also in the interview, he talked about there was this infamous thing about how supposedly... Nirvana got nearly a million dollars, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, for signing that major deal with Geffen. But he says they only got one hundred seventy-five of that, one hundred seventy-five thousand. Most of it went to other people. He also revealed that he had recently been evicted from his apartment, didn't have a place to live at the time of this recording, which was September nineteen ninety-one. So that was supposedly when Nirvana just signed and got this big old deal, and Kurt Cobain apparently is like basically living on the street and saying he didn't get any of that money and so it's definitely a contrast to kind of what we all thought well i was kind of young at the time but what was reported on mtv about what's going on with that band right i don't know george you remember like when nirvana hit around that time it was like they were like the next big superstar band right like it was yeah i hadn't seen anything like that since uh where it was an utter and total phenomenon since maybe i think kiss Right. Where all of a sudden everyone knew who they were and everyone liked it. And um, I experienced it as pop music because I only saw uh, saw it on MTV or heard it on the radio. Right. So I wasn't a fan necessarily, but I understood why they were important and why people dug them. Right. 
Right on. Um, all right, so Vinnie Paul passed away, of course, uh, earlier in June of this year. Apparently, he recorded enough material that they're going to put out an album with him on drums. So here's the deal. They reportedly intend to tour behind the new album. They haven't revealed who's going to sit behind the drums yet. So that's kind of a big, big thing to fill. You know, I mean, who's going to do that? But apparently he's got enough material for a new album. So there you go. Um, Speaking of new music, new albums, Weezer shared a new song. I'll play it for you guys here. Uh, It's called, I think, Zombie Bastards. Um, This is off of their upcoming Black album. uh, Apparently all their albums have colors besides Pinkerton, but... Uh, Dolly, you're already giving oh, me a look of like, what is this? Yeah. Haven't even we haven't even played we'll it see. yet. I was a huge Weezer fan for a lot. <laughs> me too. Pinkerton was one of my favorites of of that well, era for Pinkerton, sure. After Pinkerton, like I was like kind of done with all some of the other stuff that they had released. <sighs> all right, so here it is: Weezer Zombie Bastards. Case in point. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let's wait. Let's wait. Let's give it a minute. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like Sugar Ray right there. Right, Sugar Ray. What do you think, George? <laughs> Let's wait for the chorus. I'm yeah. gonna wait for yeah. the chorus. Yeah, okay. fair enough. Very Maybe enough. they're just joking around. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is like disturbing imagery. I mean, it's confusing. Describe it for our listeners, Carmen. It looks like a bunch of black starfish, and you can't tell what it is. They're like die casting something. I could see it strictly being used for uh, part two of uh, Zombie Land with Woody Harrelson (laughs) during a zombie scene. Are they supposed to be bullets or something? I don't know. It seems like, like sound spikes. waves and music or something. But yeah, they're they're like sound pouring it over that Weezer logo. Uh, okay. It's like metal. Well, there you go. So The Weezer logo reminds me of your old Buick Skylark. Yeah, I had that yeah. uh, sticker, uh, the big W that was that. The Green Album came mm-hmm. out with that logo at the time. So anyway, uh, Black Album's coming out sometime. I don't know. Who cares? Uh <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like shit, you know. That I don't was know. weird. It sounds horrible to me, but and all right. That's but the it song that they're like, releasing. It's like yeah. a sense of there's like a sense of humor to it. I mean, yeah. Weezer's funny, yeah. but yeah. I don't know what I don't get it. Yeah, I'm not getting it. So either. Offspring apparently is going to be releasing two albums in 2019. So Noodles. he he says he wants yeah, to do <laughs> two different things. He says, "quote We've got a bunch of new songs that we're preparing to go in and record right now." I think there's a record's worth in there, but we're thinking that maybe the songs are just a little too different. We know there's a song or two on every record that comes out of left field for us. Compass but it's nothing like that fly for a white I guy. think that's what he's hinting at, is that it sounds like stuff like that, which doesn't sound very encouraging. He says right now Kurt we're... Cobain would not like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is Offspring. But I know, but... Yeah, no, he would not like that. Uh, he would, he'd be <laughs> laughing at those fucking guys if Kurt was around for that, for sure. Right now, he says they're entertaining the idea of doing two records, like one like a bullshit one and one like a real offspring record. But I don't know. That sounds horrible. So who knows? 
Crow milk, of course, is the protein-based milk uh, dairy product made with the eggs of crows, which we all know the eggs of crows are some of the most fortified eggs in the bird kingdom. Charles, you know from harvesting crows' eggs uh, yourself. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The, uh, the fortification and benefits of these crows' eggs. Yeah. Sometimes you can just crack one open in your mouth and get the raw nutrients like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. But crow's milk does so much more. It, it not Helps only with inflammation. It, it, it not only harnesses yeah. the power of the crow egg, but it it <laughs> blends it up in dairy based product that is just uh, second to mm-hmm. none. You know, and it truly gives you that. It truly gives you that that scavenger chest. Like it, <laughs> it really it makes you. It you makes know. you have the mindset of a crow. You can see those crows on the street where you're yeah. driving your car, <laughs> and they don't move out of the way. Yeah. Because they're fucking jacked up on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you could be the same way. You know, you could just have that I don't give a fuck mentality yeah. on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. Crow, yeah, crow milk. Drink it. <laughs> Drink it and, and be one with, with your own, um, with your karma. Harness the power of the crow. <laughs> Harness the power of the crow. Crow milk. So. Thank you, crow milk. Okay, this was kind of funny online. Correct way to say Blink-182. Uh, so apparently in Britain... The British people call Blink-182 Blink-182. They don't say Blink-182. 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 Yeah, do they? Is that how they say all? <laughs> like, hundreds? Do they ever say hundred? Yeah, well, I don't know. I guess one, not. They also say... Or 180... Uh, sixth instead of they, sixth. Oh. Uh, Mark Hoppus <laughs> tweeting... <laughs> He says, quote, 182 or 182 was fine. He says, uh, in all of this, I feel we've lost the sight in the fact that the B in Blink-182 should always be lowercase. <laughs> uh, and wow. then Tom DeLonge even uh, screwed, uh, he's, he's making a little funny comment. He says, quote, it's actually Blink-182. People have gotten it all wrong for years. <laughs> Sometimes this can happen with very complex, thoughtful, and elevated art. <laughs> Hilarious. Blink 18-2, guys. So they're they're coming out with a new album in 2019, as well as uh, Casey Elephant. They say their new LP is finished. It's a follow-up to 2015's Tell Me I'm Pretty. Uh, Dahlia, they're a pretty good band that we enjoyed. Yeah, I love that band. So uh, hopefully, hopefully it's. Are good. you a fan, George? Did you ever check them out? Not familiar with. Uh, yeah, we should maybe You'll play some stuff. A- Make me a mix. Yeah, we'll play play you some stuff. They're pretty cool. They're a good good group. Uh, as far as live too, like they put on a really good live show, and uh, I think we saw them. I think we saw them somewhere. I can't remember. Anyway. Uh, I haven't seen them, but they did play at AfterShock the very first year that we went. But we missed that show. Ah, okay, that's what it was. All right. I think Fair we enough. missed that show. I thought we caught maybe some of it. I don't remember. Anyway, Metallica releasing a limited edition set of that acoustic charity gig that they did. So they did this. Uh, acoustic charity gig that was uh, in San Francisco November uh, 3rd that featured uh, Deep Purple, Nazareth, Bob Seger, Blue Oyster Cult, and they did all kinds of uh, cool uh, covers of those tracks. It had, uh, you know, members of Metallica with a bunch of other um, different stars. And it's all for charity. It's called All for the All Within My Hands Foundation, which aims to fight hunger and assist creating sustainable communities through workforce education. So uh, check that out. It's on Metallica's website if you want to order that new thing. Um, Axel Rose apparently sick, and he had to cancel his shows. Uh, he's severely ill. Performed uh, 20 songs in Abu Dhabi before cutting the show short this past Sunday night, November 25th. 
And he says on the, the post, quote, they got me on IVs and a bunch of injections because I got sick today. I've been throwing up for the last five hours, blah, blah, blah. So uh, get better, Axel. I know you're listening. Uh, I know he's a fan. Uh, Aerosmith's Joe Perry, also sick, having to scrap. Remember we were talking about that a week or two ago when he passed out on stage? Well, now he's scrapped the rest of the tour. He's not going to do any of the solo shows he was planning on doing. Uh, a, a couple weeks ago, he was with Billy Joel at Madison Square Garden, just doing a guest appearance, just like one or two songs, and he passed out and had to be rushed off the stage. So I don't know how Aerosmith... They had to do a trach? Jesus. Yeah. They had to do a trach on him, clear his airway. Um, so he's supposed to be doing an Aerosmith like 50th anniversary tour. Skeleton tour, right? How, how, how do you think he's yeah. going to be able to pull this off? I mean... He's not. He just canceled the tour. He cannot pull it off. He's canceling it. It's done. Yeah, well... Hopefully he just, you know, survives it. Well... He gets healthy. Get better, Joe. I know you're listening too, man. Eat something, man. Uh, all right. Kiss. Speaking of Kiss, George, <laughs> you interested in checking out Kiss on their uh, final tour? Supposed final tour? <laughs> I don't know. You got tickets? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Speaking of tickets, we actually, I want to do try and do a giveaway uh, this episode. And uh, we got a keyword that you guys can text to to uh, win a pair of tickets for a show that we're actually going to be going to on Tuesday, George. The Nine Inch Ooh. Nails show with the Jesus and Mary Shane. Oh, yeah, one of my favorites. At the Bill Graham Civic Auditorium in San Francisco. We have a guest list spot that you guys can get in on. And all you got to do is text the word garage to 68683. And then we'll have your phone number and we'll pick a random number. We could text you or call you and confirm and see if you want to get on that guest list. If you want to go to the show on Tuesday, December 4th, Bill Graham Civic Auditorium, Nine Inch Nails, Bill, um, Bill Graham there. Text the word garage to 68683 and uh, maybe we'll pick your name out of there. And we're going to try and do this every week because I have some different CDs and uh, different things that we could give away as prizes. So I'm going to try and do this thing uh, with the texting and see how people respond to it and give away some stuff for people. So uh, so check that out, all right? Uh, we'll have that info on our Facebook page as well. Uh, all right. <laughs> no surprise here. Ozzy admits he doesn't know what Brexit is. Do you guys know what Brexit is? I don't even know what Brexit is at this point. Isn't that something Kanye's deal? No, it's, not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, but he probably thinks so. Uh, oh wow, yeah, yeah. Good Brexit's call. like <laughs> Britain, like seceded basically from like the uh, European European Union. Union. Yeah. But so. do they even know what they're doing at this point? They're they are all over the, the majority place. of their citizens voted for it. Yeah. Yeah. It says nearly fifty-two percent voted to leave, with the UK scheduled to exit in March of twenty nineteen. So, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't really understand all the implications. I haven't like read a lot about it. But so I guess a, a lot, lot of people said it's not working or it's stupid or like it's not. I don't know. Exactly. It's been very contentious. And it says John supporters on both sides, artists such as Ringo Starr, Iron Maiden's Bruce Dickinson have come out in favor of Brexit. Well, while like, while Mick Jagger and Radiohead's Tom York have been proponents against it so some of those i mean just shows that just people are i guess are kind of divided on the whole deal we'll have to see um trent reznor talking about uh trent reznor nine inch nails <laughs> apparently uh senator ted cruz tried to get on the nine inch nails guest list ew, yeah. ew. <laughs> how 
Ew, that guy ate a booger on TV. He cannot do any... Why is he anywhere? I mean, didn't anyone see that? How could you vote for that man uh, after that? He so, like, licked it off of his face. I'm not kidding. He, uh, Tr- Trent asked the crowd if anybody voted for him, and then people were, you know, like, cheering and booing. And then he... So he goes, quote... He was bugging our camp to get on the guest list, and I told him to fuck off. Good. Oh, according to Reznor, it wasn't the first time Cruz asked the band for tickets. He told the crowd, this is on uh, Tuesday night, November 27th, Irving, Texas, <laughs> told the crowd, quote, we put him on the guest list a few years ago. He drank all the beer and was just a pain in the ass to be around. Oh. At this time, Cruz did not respond to remarks, but uh, sounds about right. I don't wow. Know. <laughs> Fucking A. Loser. Speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking of losers in the Senate, plain and simple. <laughs> look at this shit. Do you guys remember when Kid Rock said he was running oh. for Senate? Oh. Yeah, I don't. Here's That's a flag <laughs> that somebody was trying to sell on eBay. <laughs> Kid, it says Kid Rock for U.S. Senate 2018. So here's the deal: the FEC, the FEC was actually investigating a complaint. Uh, that Kid Rock abused the electoral system by saying he was going to run for Senate mm. and then not filing the official paperwork and not he doing all it. that. But uh, the FEC uh, said this funny quote. It said, the FCC determined that Rock did, quote, not appear to have taken the even most basic steps to become a candidate. So didn't even basically... I'm just... running. Like, he just <laughs> declares it and then thinks that's enough. Put all right. The ballot. All right, so... Um, Vote for <laughs> He already admitted to smoking Kid funny things. I don't think he can. Uh, no one's gonna. I already see the commercials. Mm-hmm. Oh, good shit. All right. <laughs> Time for on this day in music history trivia, guys. Got a good one today. Uh, all right. On this day in mm. 2001, this musician died at the age of 58. Was it A. John Whistle, John Entwistle from the Who, B. George Harrison from the Beatles or C. Joey Ramone from the Ramones? Mm. On this day in 2001, what do you guys think? It wasn't George Harrison. I know that because I remember the day he died. Well, talk closer to the mic there. So I'm close enough. They no, can hear not. me. No, you don't have headphones on. No one can hear you. I'm uh, going with A. There you go. I was going to go with C. Joey Ramone. George? I'm just going to wait and see. Uh, okay. You got a guess, George. Okay. And I think it's George Harrison. <laughs> okay. Oh, Carmen? In 2001? No, you're right. It happened in 2000. It was 2000. like in 2006 or yeah. 7. Yeah. Then I'm going to say A. Don't you remember A. crying? Don't you remember that day? It was <laughs> I've got him like 9 11 all over again. Sorry. That's probably not. Carmen? It just listened to my guitar gently weeps over and over. <laughs> What's your that. guess? Uh, I like the last name Ent Whistle. That's ridiculous. It is a good last name. Yeah. So I'll I'll go with A. Whistle. And whistle. <laughs> whistle. And whistle. I got some popsicles in the basement. Good <laughs> <laughs> uh, one. I like it. Want some candy? <laughs> Keep going. Uh, I love it. <laughs> Mostly on paper, boy. <laughs> uh, 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 okay, so we, we're across the board then. Everybody's got all different kinds of guesses here. Drum roll, please. George Harrison. No that was my guess. Adalia was so I'm sure. I just said, it, no, Dahlia. I'll go with someone else I was then. I pick that shit See? too. God. See? Way to go, Adalia. We all Adam trusted you. I'm sorry, guys. It's okay. 
I'm I know so I've sure. Mis- I've misled the pack. <laughs> Note this. <laughs> Take it as a it sign. Is noted. Don't, don't lose confidence recorded. in you. It's okay. Uh, so George Harrison, of course, top recording artist of all time. It was like 2006, 2007. Nope. Don't you guys remember that day? He died from cancer November 29th, 2001. Mm-hmm. I feel so. like it was. It was in high school because we were all like... Yeah, we were was, talking about it. It like, was the end of high school. Oh, it was my senior was the, year. He was the hot one. It was my senior he's year. He's dead. <laughs> All right. So, moving on. Sports Minute. Foo Fighters talking about playing the pre-Super Bowl show in Atlanta. We were talking about what a good... They would be a pretty decent artist to play the Super Bowl, but, of course, they didn't get approached. It's going to be fucking Maroon 5 and Cardi B, right? Is that what it is? Maroon 5 and Cardi B? Sounds about right. Oh, my God. It's horrible. So... <laughs> The Either Super Bowl way. is horrible. I'm sorry. It is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it is a shit show. It's, they deserve a horrible band. Uh, so Foo Fighters playing the pregame with Run the Jewels. So that's going to be pretty cool. And uh, I think it's going to be streamed live somewhere. Um, it's not going to be on TV, I don't think. But Oh, the uh, night before. Yeah, pre-show. So there you go. Uh, in MMA world, did you see this? A knockout, Aaron? I found the video. I did see it, did actually. See it? Yeah. The so... Show. Uh, I guess Tito Ortiz and Chuck Liddell, for people that know like um, MMA and uh, the UFC, <laughs> they had this kind of rivalry for a while. Like Chuck Liddell in his prime knocked out this guy Tito Ortiz two times, 2004 and 2006. And, and he was way older than him back then. Right. And so Tito's like been wanting to get his kind of revenge or whatever. And so convinced Chuck Liddell to take this fight, even though Chuck Liddell has been retired for eight years. He retired when he was 40, and then he, he did this match at 48 years old, and he just got knocked the fuck out, basically. And and people were saying that they, that they should be he should be ashamed that he even took the fight, and fans and uh, of Chuck Liddell like, how could you even let this happen? And it was like you know he wasn't ready to fight, and people just wanted to see him get in the ring regardless He's, of it. He still mm-hmm. got paid very yeah, very he well. Got paid, but to do that. That was his whole legacy was like all the you know beating Tito all those times and yeah and then to like, get knocked out like that like just take like a fight a sad when you're sack, almost fifty you know? years old you know yeah Tito's just, still younger I mean it's kind of sad you know it wasn't yeah. even a good knockout like you could see the knockout there it's like just like look at him he just like in the weigh-ins Tito was like poking Chocolatelle's fat <laughs> 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 he poked it was he really uh, yeah it was just like damn wow. Yeah, so <laughs> ridiculous. Tito's like, but I mean, uh, I Chuck's know. always had that little belly fat, and he's knocked out people for years. But <laughs> so anyway, that's what happened in the sports world. Old, yeah. uh, all right, so sadly, um, SpongeBob SquarePants creator Steven Hillenburg passed away uh, from ALS. He had uh, Lou Gehrig syndrome, oh, and a good show uh, he created it was. And so it turns out, though, that uh, artist Beck and Hillenburg were early collaborators and neighbors as well. So uh, Beck wrote on Facebook, quote, Very uh, sad to hear the news of passing of Steven Hillenburg, who years and years ago used to be my neighbor and kindly did the artwork for the first music that I ever released. I always remember him as a genuinely sweet guy. I was lucky to get to run into him by chance at the airport a few months ago. Sending my condolences to his family and to all the friends who are missing him today, thinking about the old times. So those are the albums that he did. He did his first split EP single there. That's the artwork from Steven Hillenburg. Doesn't it kind of look like SpongeBob kind of style artwork mm-hmm. in a way? A little bit. Uh, 
And then that other one, I guess, that's not very good art on the right, but it's kind of funny. It also uh, reminds me of... Um, Ren and Stimpy? It, that, yeah. and who, who's the artist? We have a couple paintings. He did the Alice in Wonderland. Um, oh. oh, you're talking... Uh, 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 Fear and Loathing. Yeah, the guy that Ralph, collaborated, Ralph, Ralph Stebbin. Stebbin. Thank you, Ralph yeah. Stebbin. It looks a lot like that as uh, well. I don't know about that. It almost reminds me of, like, Salvador Dali and, and like, uh, Robert Crumb, you know? Okay. It looks like... <laughs> Like kind of surrealist cartoonist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. But anyway, um, so Ralph breaks the internet uh, over the weekend. Movie box office. You guys, you guys see any movies over the weekend? Anything? Not even new movies. You guys see any like cool movies lately? Anything? No. Uh, we saw The Grinch with oh, my how was with that? My son. It was really cute. It was good. Uh, Benedict cool. Cumberbatch yeah, plays so, the Grinch. Okay, there you and go. And it's kind of like a more positive, less scary one because I feel like the I think Jim Carrey. Yeah, that was one, a little weird. That was fucking. It was yeah, pretty dark, right? Really dark, and this one's not so not it's so like much. Mask. He was like yeah, the same guy as the mask. I mean, it's Jim Carrey. Like I don't think he can help it. You know, yeah. he <laughs> always goes there. He always That's goes there. That's very true. Yeah. Uh, but now the preview I saw when they were walking through the snow, he's like, "This is the loudest snow ever." It's really cute, and uh, <laughs> Keenan from SNL is in it. He plays his neighbor, and he's like, "Hey, Grinch, you're my friend!" Like all the time, <laughs> like, "Come on, buddy!" And like, they just it's oh, really cute. awesome. That's it's so cool. Cute. All right, awesome. we would have watched it, uh, but Chris and I would have probably looked like a couple of pedophiles going <laughs> to watch that. <laughs> we didn't have children. We, <laughs> we, didn't have kids. we, we come here for and, the like, kids. Set him up with like a plate and like chicken nuggets, and it was like his first movie experience. Oh, that's oh, really? cool. He's gonna expect that every time now. <laughs> you know, I can. I can yeah. yeah, I can Josh? relate. Because when you look like me, you know, it's hard to get a table for one at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> 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 That's why we need a, a Dave and Buster's. <laughs> That's what they need to do in the mall oh, remodel. Shit. Adults, we can gotta go keep there. our eye on him. <laughs> That's a Zach Galifianakis just... bit. I can't take credit. For it. Uh, <laughs> That's good. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Oh, uh, shit. All right, so look at this. Jerry Springer, he's coming back, guys. Oh, oh no. I didn't know he left. Get ready for Judge Jerry. Oh. No. Really? <laughs> Whatever. That man has no, no business. Uh, I mean, that's worse than Brett Kavanaugh. Made, I'm ooh, sorry. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> he made a ridiculous amount of money last year. There were, He did, <laughs> dude. One, like $127 million or yeah, something Yeah, he's like still that. making a bunch of cash. You know who's making a bunch of cash as a judge? Judge Judy. Yeah. Oh, well, because she's in though. She's like Dude. the highest paid on female yeah. celebrity. Yeah. Uh, like I, it's, that it's mind boggled me. Like a year her. ago, I was like, really? People yeah. still watch that? It's okay. Crazy. She gets she's like over boring. like two hundred million a year or something crazy, dude. And Jerry probably mm. gets some money from Steve Wilkos every month. You know? So <laughs> Jerry Springer has a JD degree. What is that? that? I don't know. A judicial something degree. Yeah. From Northwestern Doctorate. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Yeah, it's like PhD. JD. Ah, okay. Uh, from Northwestern University and worked for two law firms prior to entering TV. So he's got experience in law. All right. He, well, clearly he was He does look like a lawyer. You know, looking at him, Saul, doesn't he look like a lawyer? Yeah, like a Saul Goodman type. Yeah. <laughs> right? Ambulance chaser. Saul Goodman. Okay. Uh, Whoopi <laughs> Goldberg. Check out this weird thing Whoopi Goldberg is doing. It's apparently a Romanian game show. And we in your country. We in your country. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg is going to be doing it, and it's a it pits contestants against their knowledge of history. So the uh, yeah, Dolly is interested, right? I would fail. Uh, you I, would I, fail. I, I like <laughs> that her production company is called One Ho Productions. That's right? Hilarious. Totally, <laughs> totally Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, right? she's I like funny. Whoopi, man. Me too. I do too. Oh, yeah, she's awesome. great. So 
It says, you know, it'd be a perfect fit for her topical brand of humor and family fun. The format couldn't be more relevant. We look forward to bringing it in the U.S. So there you go. It's coming. Uh, have you guys ever heard of this movie here? Oh, yes. George has. Uh, I don't think anybody else in here. Have you guys heard of Winnebago Man? No. No. Nope. Okay, well, you guys are in for a treat. This is the definitive Winnebago Man Yeah, this cut. is the, the seven-minute little yeah. thing. We'll just play oh. like a good... We'll just play like a good 30 seconds. Oh, 40. Sounds yeah, like yeah, a yeah. creeper that would like live down Don't the street. Oh, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, there's yeah. one a big Jack man. Randy. Here we go. Hold on. So this was a real guy and these are all legit outtakes? These are all what? legit outtakes from a promotional video. What the fuck did I say? That didn't sound for shit, did it? And here... Under the hood, we've stored something that'll really come in handy if it doesn't fall off and break my leg. (laughs) Oh my god. Industrial film. Try to give these guys everything they can get to me. That's it. Fuck it. I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying. (laughs) We suppose we opened. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Right now. Fuck! 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 Oh, fuck! Shit! Tony, do me a favor, will you please? Will you, will you, will you do me a kindness? Will you do me a kindness? Yeah. Do me a kindness. Get the fuck out of here, huh? <laughs> this is a good quote right here. Watch this. Appreciate that, Tony. Don't slam the fucking door. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty close. No more. Wow. What an asshole. All right, this is the last quote, and then we'll move on. Did he own the place or what? No, he was like... Listen, I've got to give a, a clue here now. I don't he want any more talent. bullshit any time during the day from anyone. That includes oh, yeah, you don't me. want no bullshit. That includes me. It's going to be very uncomfortable for everybody. Want anybody yelling. We get anybody yelling around here anymore today, and then the shit is going to hit the fan. Oh, and my God. they fit the diverse needs of a very big fern, and they fit the needs of a very diverse... So this looks like it's uh, got to be in the uh, 90s, early 90s and shit, huh? Why don't I say it fucking right? What does the goddamn line say? Oh, my God, it's upsetting. It's like... I don't give a shit... Uh, I, he's like definitely beats his wife, you know. Oh Jesus, that is like fucking intense. <laughs> he abuses anyone. Yeah, in, everyone in life. Oh That's, my god! So oh the guy's god. name, <laughs> the guy's name is Jack Rebney, and he became an internet phenomenon. They made this documentary in 2009 where they actually the angriest man in the world. Yeah, yeah. they oh, they wow. went and interviewed him and. They did this documentary, and it's on. It's out there. It's called Winnebago Man. It's so. an excellent human interest story. It's beautiful. Actually. Yeah, <laughs> check it out. And he like he's learned, my hero. He learns how to like uh, accept the you know the it, you know what people think of him and stuff, and how they get pleasure and joy from what he's doing. So anyway, it's hilarious. So check it out. Uh, good local local news. Uh, unfortunately, we're getting mudslides, but the fires are finally fully contained. Uh, so. Was now, it, now the problem's all mudslides, though. Yeah, sadly. isn't mudslides Charles' nickname? <laughs> That's right. Shout out to Charles Mudslides <laughs> Elementary nickname. Yeah, <laughs> gotta mudslide. hear that story. Though. That was, uh, yeah, it's a good one. Ask him. <laughs> Whenever you see Charles in the street, just say, "Hey, mudslide." <laughs> tell me the story. Tell me, tell me about that one. 
It might spark. He'll like appreciate it. Trauma though, and he might come at you all crazy. After <laughs> that sounds like a drunk nickname, like for uh, I don't know, drinking mudslides all night and you shit your pants like at a bachelorette party or something. That's what I think. All right, check out this uh, picture. We're gonna post this on the the Facebook page, guys. Uh, news from around the world. We're gonna post this picture of the first picture from the new lunar lander that landed on Mars. Uh, this is pretty cool. Uh, apparently it's, uh, the first time on this Martian probe that's landed, uh, on, on Mars since, I don't know, fuck, I can't remember, I'm trying to read here, uh, but Green Day was actually part of this. Green Day played on there, on Mars. So check this out. Green Day popped out of the probe. Just like <laughs> and started playing the jamming out. Boulevard to Broken Dreams yeah, on, the, like I hope you on that the, dusty the red planet. <laughs> no, so check it out. Uh, apparently, they, they you can like fucking get these little coins. Here's look at they got Green Day since 1986 etched on that little coin right there, and it was sent off into the lunar lander. And here's a, a like certificate of authenticity and how they were part of the thing. And it says uh, they said on their post, "quote Officially landed on Mars, Green Day since 1986 was etched on a chip." on the NASA InSight lander that landed on the Elysium Planitia today, out of this world. So, there you go. Check that out. It's pretty cool, right? How did the fuck I they pull that I off? I don't understand right, what relevance it? this has to the world and the universe. What do you mean, the InSight probe? Are you kidding uh, me? No, the, their little gem. That's just a cool there. little thing that Green Day was able to pull off. The it's supposed to drill into the uh, this probe supposed to drill into the it, dude. This shit is legendary. The, the Insight probe is if if this like goes, it's gonna be like a um. Okay, so put it in perspective. It says here only forty percent of missions sent to the Red Planet have been successful. Part of this is due to the thin Martian atmosphere, which is only one percent of Earth. So there's nothing to slow down something trying to land on the surface. So trying yes. to get it to land is no, super hard. That I understand. The whole Green Day incorporating themselves into this moment is what I don't understand. I'm sure there was a lot of bands and businesses and people that were like either paid or knew somebody that were able to be a part of all of that. It's not that far-fetched or ridiculous. Maybe somebody right. involved is a big fan and just tied it in because they could. Or maybe they're related to somebody that works there or something, you know? It is out of California, so... Yeah. Who knows? But old Debbie, old Debbie Downer Costa over That's there. Me. Uh, That's me. All right. <laughs> so speaking of space, SpaceX's Elon Musk. Uh, they, so they did this poll where uh, they 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 want to ask people if basically living in space is possible. No, and it's in the not too so automatically carbon. <laughs> no, no, it is not. Because, yep. I mean, what about, like, five years down the line? Like, you don't know what's going to happen. You'd have to have some people out there for a lifetime before you could say this is safe or not, you know? Right. You can't just, yeah, it's fine for a couple of months. Hmm. So I guess Fuck. it's younger people be all right. are a lot more optimistic <laughs> in the survey. I guess uh, ages 18 to 34 say they believe it's extremely, very, or somewhat likely to happen in their lifetime. But the older people basically didn't didn't feel that way. So, I mean... Do you guys think it's going to happen in your lifetime that you're going to be seeing people actually living on another planet? Mm, people live in sp space stations already, pretty much, right? Yes, oh, for years, they but do. another and planet. In orbit yeah, already like that's space. Month well, they things. didn't say another planet; they just said in space. Oh, so okay, we're already living enough. in space. So I don't. Well, but you know, during what they mean. 
Like colonizing a planet. Yeah, probably not in our lifetime, but yeah, definitely um, soon after. Well, I think. we shall see. And wash your hands when you go to McDonald's and their touch screens because... Oh, yuck. They found traces of feces and potentially deadly bacteria. Well, it's like a giant phone. Like, you wouldn't walk up... Yeah, look at that kiosk. ...somebody at it McDonald's exactly and borrow like their phone. phone. Right. Oh, yeah. You ever uh, jumped in the ball pit as a kid? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I went down the slide after a kid peed on it once oh, at McDonald's. Yeah. Oh, like, great. Okay. Yep. I had uh, to get a McTetanus shot. <laughs> <laughs> Researchers yeah. say the types of bacteria are similar to those that can be found on your phone after taking it to the bathroom with you. Yeah. McDonald's says it reg- regularly cl- cleans the screens with disinfectant, but scientists say that's not good enough, so... <laughs> That's pretty. That's well, pretty McDonald's. <laughs> who cleans the ATM? <laughs> Blowtorch. No one. It's yeah, who cleans the ATM? Now see that's the a ATM good point. machine is, and the yeah. money coming out of that's coming from. ATM machines are nasty. They're the Citibank downtown, and people leave. Yes. Cups. The mm. numbers are all old fast dirty. food. Gummy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like shit stuck to the screen. <laughs> boogers. Boogers. Well, yeah, if they're like outside, like all night, like free to you know anybody walking by, yeah, they can. Horrible. Mm-hmm. All right, this is kind of creepy, but it's happening. Uh, gene edited babies. Apparently, this guy, uh, He Jiangku, uh, the Chinese researcher who claimed earlier this week to widespread condemnation to have created the world's first gene edited babies. Like as uh, far as what, giving them like uh, eye color? That no, it was like something. a resistance. A resistance to, to the AIDS virus. Oh, and. It's un- it's really unethical because the there was nothing wrong with these babies. They weren't going to be exposed to AIDS necessarily. So why th- would you yeah. need to right. go in and do something you don't know the long term implications or you know to protect them from something they may never? Yeah, people are saying that he could be charged with dangerous, irresponsible, unethical behavior, and some accusing that it amounted to human experimentation. It so, is. Yeah, isn't that crazy it's though? Exactly what it but is. But it's happening right now. Yeah, and, and he's like he did it. And is he going to go to jail or what? I mean, well, some people say that when he goes back to China, because right now he he's he in was Texas, right? Doing or some kind of tour or something. And yeah, when he goes back, he may face some. Uh, so but anyway. he's got like another mm. woman that's pregnant that he's working on another thing. Oh so wow, I didn't hear that. A lot of his work was done without putting it out there publicly for other scientists to review. He just like put out these YouTube videos saying here's what I've done and people haven't really been able to verify wow. if he's actually done what he's done so there's a lot of questions and it's a That's really crazy. Uh, unorthodox way to go about something like that it's like fucking I don't know super how, unethical and black shit like weird and you've got to look at the gray area with laws too because if this were taking place while the the fetus is still in the womb mm-hmm. it's not like a baby that's actually coming out and yeah. they're doing experimentation on yeah they did it in utero so and then I'm the babies sure were born. They with found these. the gray area wow. in the law. It's really weird. Like if you're on the ocean, because the mother can, probably had consented to the experiment. That's crazy. So I don't know. All right. Is, well, I'd like to read more on that. Uh, this is kind of crazy too. About all, the, have you guys noticed how we've been getting a lot of food recalls lately? Yeah. It seems like why why so there's the new article <coughs> like why have there been so many food recalls uh, this year alone. So the Center for Disease Control has investigated 22 outbreaks in 2018 so far, which is the highest number of investigations in 12 years. So people are saying what's going on, but it's actually because 
uh, they're doing their job better, and they say that the recent number of investigations will continue to rise as their methods of finding outbreaks gets better. So they're able to do their job kind of more efficiently, and they're finding more outbreaks, which is good news, right? I mean, yeah, seems like a good thing. But the whole Romaine thing, they put like a, what, a nationwide recall on that shit, and it yeah. ended up being just a couple of right. places afterwards, and so, like, so many people... So many companies lost a ton of money over it. Yeah, that's definitely true. They kind of created this kind of major panic, and it's maybe a very isolated case kind of deal. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I had just bought a Caesar salad. I had to throw it away. Oh. I went to to Chipotle. (laughs) I did, too. The sign said, we are not serving romaine lettuce. Yeah, there was like that one. Can you at least give me a tortilla? Because there's nothing here. (laughs) Okay, so check out this stupid video. This guy was doing a gender reveal party. He's a border oh, agent. Oh, that's Great. the one that sparked the wildfire. Yeah, he shot <laughs> this thing that was what? supposed to make create like blue powder, like yeah. it was a boy. And then look at it started this huge fire, which actually started the Arizona wildfire, which caused millions of dollars in damage. Did it like burn through any towns? Oh or yeah, structures yes. Or? It caused more than $8 million worth of damage. When? It, it was an oh April April 2017 fire oh. Uh, in, um, where was it? In Arizona. So uh, it was the Sawmill Wildfire. Wow. So it caused more than $8 million worth of damage. I don't know if anyone died in it right off the top of my head, but I imagine it would be pretty bad. So crazy though, right? What the Arby's. fuck, you know? <laughs> anyway. Arby's, look at this crazy sandwich Arby's is coming out. It's the Miller High Life Beer Can Chicken Sandwich. Wow. Here you go, Aaron. I'm sold. That's your spot, yeah. yeah. Well, beer can chicken is when you, you know, you put the beer can with some beer yeah. and herbs in the chicken to make it. It's not So that's going to be good, right? That doesn't resemble a chicken beer can chicken <laughs> at all. It looks no, like a hot No, not at mess. all. It looks like onion rings or but something. It looks great. Yeah. Well, this is the and tall, we're, we're looking at the tall boy version, which includes all of the above, but pit, pit smoked ham. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions, standards, or policies of the Garage Rock Show. TGRS assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. This disclaimer is posted in full at thegaragerockshow.com.